Hello and welcome to Seagull Social Season 3, Episode 11. And to be honest, I actually forgot that I was going to be hosting this. I thought it was going to be Mal or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is going to be a bit of a fun one, boys, isn't it? Because um, obviously I'm joined with, yeah, the boys, Maz and Ben, and of course myself, Ryan. But this one's a little bit, you know, Brentford, a 2-0 loss. Um, I'm sure we'll get into everything. And yeah, boys, what, what do we make of uh, what I thought, to be honest, was an actual good performance on the most part which I did put out a tweet on people were calling me crazy in the moment and sort of a lot came around to agree the morning after the red what you boys think but yeah what what do we think on the on the Brentford thing a bit of a general question to begin with to be honest with you yeah um yeah I'll go for it um yeah no I agree I I generally thought we played well I thought we dominated Mm. most parts of the game um I think the possession stats at the end I don't know possession's not everything if you lose the game you lose the game but I think it was it like 70% something like around that that figure um, so yeah we dominated mm. possession I thought we had a lot of chances we created a lot and it was just for me it just stemmed back to you know that that normal uh, sort of procedure under Potter's early days as in or, or mid days yeah. so when, when he sort of you know maybe a year before he left um, mm. where like you know we, we, we dominate possession we have create those chances and we just can't score that's just exactly think, what Someone happened. tweeted, like, we uh, might as well have played in that blue kit with a white collar <laughs> yesterday because it was just yeah. like reliving <laughs> that season. Literally. Is it, 21 yeah, shots, yeah. seven on target is like, it's just, it, all it is just flashbacks. Yeah. And like, you're right, Ryan, like, we sure. did play well. And that's why it's not a worrying thing about being under yeah. our new manager. Like, we played well. Mm-hmm. We played well in most of the games we've been under him. Um, I guess Tottenham, you could say we didn't play too well, but we still deserve to get more than a loss out of it. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> um, bloody elf bars from my fucking throat. Um, but yeah, other than <laughs> don't smoke elf bars, trust me. Um, and yeah, I just think there's it's not all doom and gloom if people are feeling that way. Like there is positive yeah. to take out of the football games. Just just on yeah. just on that. Um, mm. Sorry, just just quickly. Yeah, just on that. Yeah, mm. I saw a tweet. Someone um, made a, yeah made a really good sort of uh, comparison or, or, or observation. And it was yeah. oh let's not let's give Deserve a bit more time because when Pot, like Potter went through this stage as in like he's literally been there for three games like we can't yeah, just, we can't just be reactionary and just be like oh, uh, oh we've lost we've lost two out of three also really good result at Liverpool um, and obviously lost the, the other two but yeah it's three games in um, we always knew it was going to be a tough start as well yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and I think the the, the, the person that person uh, tweeted saying oh like Deserve uh, is having the same problems as Potter did uh, at one stage of his career, where he was playing good football and you know dominating games, but wasn't scoring goals because ultimately we weren't scoring goals. So yeah, I, I think it's way too quick to sort of be reactionary. Mm. I think oh, three yeah, games definitely. in, there's so much more time to see really what mm. you know uh, Deserve is all about. And, and Nottingham Forest is going to be a big, big game, I think, um, mm. to prove what he's all about um, and yeah. see what he takes with it. Really. Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of, I wouldn't say, I'd say a lot of reactionary stuff, but I wouldn't say there was too much on Deserby unless they are completely stupid. I, I don't know why you would go against Deserby now. No, I, mean, I, don't, I, I, I didn't see any manager stuff. Um, but I, I did see like a few reactionary things, a lot of people, you know, saying drop X, Y and Z. But I think that yeah. if I was to go on a positive spin at the minute, I think the one, the one real standout, and probably the he set the bar so high at the moment. And Moises Caicedo, I think, was man of the match for me. Anyway, I think he, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And um, you know, although David Raya and although Ivan Tony were, you know, absolute different quality that day, I think Moises Caicedo over sure. the longevity of the game was was brilliant. Mm. 
probably would have got the Sky Man of the match if we came away with a win or a point there. But yeah, I don't know. I just find it a bit weird because obviously it's like you would think that the the problems that we're facing with in front of goal, you would have thought mm-hmm. you grow out of those, right? You've, you've trained yourself to stop doing that. Uh, you know, the misses weren't nearly as bad as what they were under Potter, by the way. We didn't have like yeah. six yard open goals. But the point of the matter was we couldn't break down that low block that Brentford really pressed against us. And same with Tottenham. And, I really hope know, that doesn't become a theme though, Ryan. Like, yeah, is everyone going to now do that against Brighton? Yeah. I can't, I I can't deal with that. We'll, we're screwed if that's the case. Do you know what I think? Not, not, I'm not saying that people have... Well, actually, I'm going to say it. I think people have worked us out in a, in a way, like in terms of mm. how we approach games. Because I think that, that helped us a lot. I'm not, I'm not saying we were an unknown, but people didn't really know what Potter was going to do next. Like, it was, he's very yeah. unpredictable. We, even, we As fans, we didn't know what he was going to do next. So I think that yeah. unpredictable nature really helped us a lot. And also, our, our, our style of football was brilliant. Like, Potter would, yeah, he got us playing really, really good football. So have, I suppose the question is, have teams worked us out, so to speak? I know that's probably not, you know, I wouldn't say... We're not going to go. You know, we're going to go on to not win any games or anything. Mm. But have they sort of learned how to play against us? Like if Steve said, Cooper does it against now, us tomorrow, then it's going to be that answer. That question will be answered if we get three games in a row where people have done the same thing. Like if yeah, yeah if Forrest do a low block against us and somehow Nick a draw or a win, it's not going to look yeah. good. <laughs> it won't no. look good, and we'll have to yeah. figure out a plan B because some people. For yeah. a few things I did see about the Deserby, which was very small, by the way, but like some people were saying he didn't have a plan B. Um, and I mm. guess you could kind of say that, like, especially against Spurs, there definitely wasn't a plan B. And even against Brentford, I guess there wasn't one. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess but why I, would I you change it if you are to... creating chances? That's the th- my thing. Like against Brentford, we were still creating chances. Exactly that. And also as well, does he have the options off the bench? That that is the question. Obviously, Matoma, um, yeah, great, but you know, Matoma. pressure still jury's still out. Yeah, he's injured um, now. Exactly. But the jury's still out on Endav. Like, do we have the strength and depth? To, to, to help yeah. Deserby or any gap in that? You see, this is a good question, you know, because I think that, you know, obviously he came out this morning and he he does his press conferences really early, by the way. I don't know if it's his yeah, call it's or if it's the media's call, but it no, was like, I think it was like eight o'clock this morning. It was kind of mad, but... Yeah, um, yeah well, I mean. Yeah, but um, no, anyway, one thing I would say was he just obviously came out and said Lalana's going to start, uh, or at least Lalana will be playing. And... That's quite different. Like we haven't had that before. A, a manager to come out and just say, "Yeah, this is what's good." You know, it, I don't think it will be a bluff. I put it out, sort of asking the general question: Is he bluffing? Is he Imagine bluffing trying to play Atlanta. some mind games on Steve Cooper? But yeah, it doesn't really seem like one he would he would no. bluff. But it's it's yeah. a, a strange, different thing. But is that a good thing? Do you think for him to come out and almost say, "Yeah, well, Lalana will be starting"? Is that is that just like, you know, confidence in his own sort of managerial abilities? Or would you rather it be like Potter and be so almost corporate, shush, no one has to know what I'm thinking? I'll ask it to Maz because I can see your thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, I think with, with with that is, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Um, I suppose just it gives the manager, the opposing manager, a bit of a head start. He's like, okay, well, I know yeah. the starting, so I can, you know, I, he could probably then predict the formation as well based on yeah. that. Um, and then, That's wild, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he can probably have a bit of an inkling. But in saying that, confirming one player's playing, I don't think that's a big giveaway. Like, the reason I why I think it's would... a bit bigger, though, Maz, is because like for the past three games, we played the exact same team. And now he's come out mm. and said that we're actually he's actually going to change mm. it. So that's the mm. only difference now. So Steve Cooper might have, have a bit of an inkling. I think, right, he's actually going to maybe change a few things. 
if he's bringing in a new player for the first time. But that, but that's good yeah. though, because then he'll be like, well, what formation is he going to play? Uh, what person is he going to make more changes? Mm. Like it, it'll might keep him thinking. So, it's definitely it seems to me like a bit of a chess move from Deserve, which I hope it is. Yeah, it's a smart. Uh, um, surely it's smart for him. Yeah, and uh, the, the only thing I think is, yeah, probably agree with Ben on it is, you know, Deserve hasn't really yet had the chance to make his own team up based on what he's got. I'm not saying he's going to make any signings in Jan yet, but based on what he's got at the moment, he still followed Potter's footsteps in terms of unchanged 11s. Pretty much we've played the same team for the past three months, right? And now he's finally saying, no, we're going to change something. Whether that's going to be Lilano is going to be the big man to change it. I probably and who not. comes out as well? Who comes out? Who? Yeah, yeah. It, it does. It does leave you guessing, and perhaps it could be something that does work. I still remember a certain Marcelo Bielsa clip when he named the entire starting eleven the day before <laughs> the game, and he actually played the eleven that he named, which is like mad. So I, hope, I don't know if I'd want that. I mean, I don't know. What, what, what that would even know. matter. But... It'd be interesting to know. Did they win that game? <laughs> yeah. yeah, did they? Get Akers in. Akers in. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah, go through the survey. Get, get your team sheet out there, mate. But yeah, where do we think if we had to predict? Where does Lalana come in? Does he play false nine like he did randomly against Leicester? Was it Leicester when he played false nine? Remember that? Yeah, that was in that so, was in our blue kit, I think, as well. So interesting for me. It's like right. So for me personally, you're gonna I'm gonna have to draw Pascal Gross or McAllister or Trossard. That for me, that's a three. If you're gonna do like for like. That's the three you swap people, mm. right? So, you know, that the question the question then begs. Pascal Rose, arguably our best chance creator. Uh Trossard, our best, arguably our best player right now. Player, yeah. Uh, and then McAllister, again, arguably our best <laughs> player. It's like, do you then take one of those three? And out of those three, if I had to, if you like put a gun to my said you have to pick out those three, I'd pick Mc, uh, not McAllister, sorry, I'd pick Pascal Gross to go out the side. Um, yeah. but again, I, <laughs> I wouldn't be happy with that because he, he is one of our best chance creators. Even this season, he's been mm. fantastic. So mm. it's like, yeah, who, who do you justify against drops? It's like, I'd say probably, you know, if there is one in that, you know, that midfield that has probably been worthy of being dropped is, is Pascal Gross. He probably wasn't at his best in the last couple of games under De Zerbi, but still probably wouldn't be one that you would drop. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah, maybe he looks at that and thinks, you know, he he's clearly a manager that likes sort of your forward-thinking midfielders as, you know, he's getting the best out of Caicedo and everyone will refer back to Locatelli and that Italian side that was so powerful. Um, it seems like those are the sort of midfielders that he likes. So he might not get on with a Pascal Gross that is very intelligent, but probably isn't, you know, the, the energetic number eight that he wants maybe. I don't know, but that's me purely guessworking him. But no, putting in Lallana, reasonable, reasonable guess. Um, yeah, and putting in Lallana, he has got the energy, but, he has got the quality, but is he going to last the 90 minutes is the big question. That's I, was, I was about to say, I, I, I would, that's the thing, I, I would argue, is Lallana that energetic sort of... Uh, I'd say he's, he's energetic, he's he does drive it, he is technically gifted. Yeah, I think the only thing that hampers Lallana in his career is, is his injuries. Like, you know, he, he could mm. go on a like, great run and everyone would be, oh my God, that's just quite class from Lallana. So many times... I've said that so class from Alana, but then he'll be he'll you know he'll be dropped on the floor and he'll be stretched off about five minutes later. So that seems to be the, the story of his frustrating career because I do really like him. It is really annoying. Yeah. I'm not into slander well, Alana by any means. Mm. Well, it's, a, it's a thing I, I, again. Uh, it's not an attack on the players, but I tweeted out uh, after the Nottingham Forest game. 
I was like, uh, and I'm sure I'm going to get a bit of stick for this. But I tweeted out saying playing Welbeck and Lallana in 2022 is not the one. And I, I actually stick by that. I, I feel like, not, and this Welbeck, is not to say though. they are bad players. No, but it's not to say they're bad or they don't, they're not good for the team, which like they both have their uses. Welbeck, I think he's been great. But I like, I like to have a striker that can score goals. And with all due respect, he scored zero goals this season. <laughs> he has uh, on that, zilch. On that, um, and I wanted to talk about it. There were a f- quite a lot of people that were slating Danny Welbeck, saying he's a waste of space. He, yes, he was no, very hard. good that's in hard. no, that's but he, much. yes, yes, he was very good in Graham Potter's systems. But will he be good in Deserby systems? And right now, that's it's kind question. of saying no, and he mm. isn't proving good. But yes. I also want to say, well, just just to caveat, because I'm sure I'm going to get people around. Oh, like, what are you on about Welbeck's like? I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of that, but. And I want to just state, I think he's a good player. I think, and, and I've always been a bit of a, a critic of him, but I think re- recently in the last sort of year, six six months, I think he's been great. And he, and, he, mm-hmm. and he's definitely got a use. I'm, I'm not saying, like, don't use him. I, I think he's got his uses. I just don't think he should be starting games. Like, bring him on as an impact player, 60 minutes or 70 minutes, last 20, maybe, you know, aerially, you know, very good in the air. You can run the channels, mm-hmm. use him, you know, effectively that way. I just feel like I want a striker who's like a number nine, and can score goals. Like for a striker, as a sole striker, to not have one goal. It, uh, when we well, score here's the question then, so Maz. You know, because I know Welbeck, he has his uses, as you say. But then mm. the next one's Dennis Undav, who. Yeah, I'm not stitch. against Dennis Undav, <laughs> Undav but he, he really Dennis hasn't Dunbrough. thrown me away Dunbrough. yet. Um, yeah, I don't know how to how to comment but, on Undav yet because it's really hard as we haven't seen him enough. But he had his chance against Brentford and really didn't seem to look at it. But then probably didn't do anything to suggest he shouldn't play either. So it was a weird one. But the only thing that my worry on Undav is is that he's he's very different to to Danny Welbeck and Welbeck's very good in, in driving forward and creating chances and being very good with his feet. And whereas Undav seems to me as I want the ball in the 18 yard box and 18 yard box only, and probably would have a decent shot off. I mean, he looked like, you know, he has technique on him when he strikes the ball, but when it comes to um, the rest of the game, I don't know. I don't know. Like a Trossard or Welbeck. But, 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 this, but this brings you back to, this brings back to the question for me then, why did we not sign, like if, if we didn't, you know, trust, if Potter didn't trust in Undav, and clearly the Zerbi doesn't have that much more trust in him, then it goes back to the question of why have we left with, just Dennis Undav and Danny Welbeck as strikers. Yeah. Why, why do we not recruit? Or, or why do we not... Selling you know, Mope was so, weird. Yeah, yeah. Selling exactly. Mope was weird. Why do we not keep Mope? So that, that, that brings back to the whole question of, it's like, what, we don't have enough players, first of all, to compete with Welbeck. Because Welbeck probably thinks, right, well, my only competition is Undav, which is <laughs> probably not a lot right now. So he's thinking, mm. right, I'm going to start every game here. So I can probably, you know, you know, when people sort of, not saying you rest on his laurels, but, you get a bit comfortable, don't you? You're like, well, I don't really have much competition. I'm probably going to start most games. Um, you know, uh, and scoring goals is what I'd like to see from him. So I'm not saying yeah. he shouldn't, you know, be in the squad. Or I just feel like if we really want to kick on and progress, we need a, another stri- uh, another striker to supplement Danny Welbeck slash him supplement them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think so. we will be seeing a much different eleven by even in the next few months, to be honest. I mean, you've got the likes of Billy Gilmore, etc., that we have signed and we haven't seen too much yeah, I forgot of we yet. even had him. Um, <laughs> I know. I would love to see him a lot more, though, Ben, if I'm honest with you, because yeah. he seems like a great, you know, he only came on for a few minutes against Tottenham, but you could already see what he can mm. do, and that's running quite well, to be honest, with the ball. Looked like, you know, it can pick a pass out. Looked quite composed, to be honest, for the 
say, five minutes he was on the pitch for. And, you know, against the Tottenham side that we couldn't break down, De Gilmore seems like the energetic sort of midfielder that potentially could do that to Forrest. I mean, that's you know, one I don't of the move... hardest positions to get into in our team, isn't it, at the moment? Probably the midfield, though, that too. Yeah. It... And, I think you know, people... Webster, Webster's position might be up for grabs because I guess he was, he was a bit shaky against Brentford. I mean, Levi Cole yeah, and so is Van Heck, right? So we've got yeah. both our um, next best centre backs out. So yeah, Welbeck isn't, no, sorry, uh, Webster isn't on his best form at the minute. But I'm sure he probably knows that, right? Um, but I'm sure he'll come all right soon enough. Yeah. But it's just it's just a, a weird situation. I feel like we're in that transition period now. It's so cliche in football to say people are in their transition period. We actually are at the minute. It's been such a blow. And you know, I said it at the um, at the Brentford game, and people were saying, you know, you move on, whatever. And but that's not what I'm trying to say. My point is the the damage has been done, right? And to move on, you've got to rebuild what you've lost, right? And what we have lost is. X amount of coaching staff and a, a great world class manager and a great setup that was right. Hey, so see how good Kepper was against Villa since yeah, Ben Roberts has yeah. gone in there. He was unbelievable. Yeah, I messaged this Chelsea mad. fan that I know, yeah, and I was like, I was like, that's the Ben Roberts effect. And he just started laughing. He was like, you changed us. Yeah. He saved us. Up, but he yeah. wrote, he actually is probably right to be honest. Mm. But what's mad is we've lost all that big foundation that was, and now we've got to almost just start again. And I think that for people to almost think we're going to play like how we did under Potter in the Forest game and really take the game to him dominate. Yeah, that'd be crazy. We might take the game to him dominate. I'm sure, I'm sure he probably will. But to expect what we were doing under Potter, under Deserby, is, is really like, you know, very harsh, I think, to be honest. Um, yeah. I won't go on to Forest yet, to be fair, because I feel like there's a little bit more to talk about in Brentford. I'd like to talk yeah. about David Raya, to be honest with you, because <laughs> some of his saves he was pulling off, mate, was absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, the Spanish goalkeepers having a go at each other there, to be fair, because he was on fire. Yeah, and unreal. I just, I just wonder, you know, it's, uh, you know, you say about Kepa, it seems like every time that we have a decent amount of chances, the goalkeepers just turn world-class against us. And I'm worried about Dean Henderson, you know, because... If he does that to us, well, he's oh due one. God. He's due yeah. one, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. having a stinker at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. Still managed to get FPL points though because of all the saves that he makes. But yeah, he's like, yeah. especially that. I know that Ashley Young volley was good he's that from he the spot recently, the but but yeah, like he should be saving some some of the stuff that goes past. You're just thinking, Jesus Christ! Mm. And then he does his WWE beating up the floor stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's just, good. just, just Sorry, just going, yeah, just talking about the Brentford game. Um, obviously, even, so like, just, it sort of relates back to my earlier point about, you know, having a striker who can score goals. Like, yeah. even Tony is, is a fantastic uh, example of that. Like, he's your out-and-out forward, scores goals, like, and they played they play the same formation as us, well, slightly different, but essentially we're like a four, um, well, four-three-three, however you want to sort of set it up, uh, with three sort of, you know, two, two wide players and Romo and Wissa. And then they had Tony as well. And like for me, to have that option of Tony would be amazing. I would love to have... Like, <laughs> We'd be next level. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if we had a striker who could finish off <laughs> all these chances and he saw his, was his first goal with the, the little back heel was beautiful. Like it was just... Like a, that a gave me flashbacks of... Gave me flashbacks of Mateta for Palace. Remember when he'd done that against Sanchez as well? Yeah. Oh, it, was a, it was a bit more of a different yeah. flick, but yeah. It seems yeah, like a I lot thought. of the more forward-thinking managers are not obsessed with, particularly Brighton set-up, aren't obsessed with goal-scoring strikers. And whereas, and you know, yeah. it feels like because of Erling Haaland particularly, the old-fashioned number nine is becoming a lot more trendy because, you know, we've all gone to sort of this not obsessed with goal-scoring strikers. We now 
complement midfielders. Number eights are bigger than ever. Number eights are arguably more important than number 10. The number 10 has died. Wingers are here and there. We rely on our, you know, forwards, inside forwards for goals. And Erling Haaland's almost gone, do you know what? Forget your analytics, mate. I'm going to get in the box, score yeah. some headers, volleys, in, yeah, inside of the box, Anything. wonders, right? <laughs> Any bot apart whatever from I get my Yeah, whatever I can get my body on. Tony, uh, Ivan Tony is a bit like that, to be fair. And it does make you wonder, as, as, as ugly as it can be, a Glenn Murray, a Bobby Zamora, ultimately yeah. they're the ones that fans pay their money to see, yeah? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it. it does seem a bit old-fashioned, but under De Zerbi, he likes to play wide. And, you know, they're not obsessed with crossing necessarily, but having an extra presence in there as well as Welbeck. I mean, that's one thing that I do wonder why Indav could be big under him is, you know, clearly Indav is a very good striker in terms of scoring goals, right? He can He's clearly quite clinical and his record suggests that when you watch some of his goals over, they're inside of the box. They're not, you're not pretty. Maybe the edge of the box, low pile drivers into, the, you know, but you don't really see him darting forward and laying players off and making in, in in behind runs like Welbeck probably would. Mm. So could he potentially be the one that's now for Forest if he does probably his best chance now to, to step up and, and have a chance? I, I wouldn't be against having a bit of an old-fashioned number nine in Dundav, but it might mean you take away that link-up play that Welbeck does. I don't know what you think, Ben. No, 100%. We do know what Welbeck brings and like he brings a lot of class, like especially the teams that he's played for. And you see his experience when he does have his good games, you can tell that he's been playing at a high level. Uh, I just maybe I don't know. I still don't know if Ndav is ready. Um, it must be weird though, going from scoring so many goals last season mm. and then not getting a look in. Obviously, his yeah. confidence. In a I imagine though, to be fair, yeah, but I imagine his conf- confidence is probably shot to bits as well. Can't about especially you've mm. seen online people saying he's done and <laughs> not good enough yeah. that sort of thing. I can't imagine his confidence mm. is good. And then only getting like a minute or two minutes here and there to play and show yourself is it's not good. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine it's. He's having a good time at the moment. Um, to yeah, throw him in I against mean, Forrest will be mad, I think. I still like, would rely on Welbeck more. There's, there's obviously as well like a clear correlation between Potter not you know, giving him chances and also Deserby. I know it's only three games in, yeah. but still not giving him like, the full... There must be... Like, like, like we're not privy to the training. You know, does he perform in training? Is he as good as Welbeck in training? You know, all these kind of things that we, we, don't, we can't see. Probably not. We don't know, like... <laughs> yeah, but, but there's, there's 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 obviously a clear link between the two managers in terms of they both yeah. aren't fully trusting in Dav yet. So either he's still not match fit, or he's not ready yet, or he doesn't you know hasn't adapted to to English mm. football. It could be multi multitude of factors. But there's mm. there's a clear link between Deserby and Potter for me that they both still are trying to work him out um, in terms of is he the right fit? Can he replace? You know, can he supplement? Welbeck, can they play together? Does he play as a lone striker? I think there's a lot of questions yet. Yeah. yeah. I think just to, to finish out. off on the um, Undav slash Welbeck slash striking issue, I think, you know, as you say, there is obviously something that he's not doing right. But I remember going back to Andy Naylor when he came on the pod a couple of years ago and said, you know, these foreign players that come over from, you know, say the Belgian League or wherever it might be, they come over to the English game. It, do- it is... A- very different step up. I mean, obviously, mm. as I said, Erling Haaland, he's an exceptional, exceptional talent, right? He's one in a million. But in terms of like an Undav or even Caicedo, when he came over, we had to loan him out a little bit before he really settled in. And that wasn't just because of a work permit. Mitoma, another one. 
these players, Alexis McAllister, another one, oh my God. So the majority of our team has actually had to settle. But I think the only thing that maybe a FIFA kids of the generation will look at is Undav is turning 26 and he probably hasn't got as much time to settle. And that's probably what's added the pressure on in selling Mope. Um, you know, realistically, he has to. He's got the weight on his shoulders because, you know, we. I think it's not the best business, which usually are so efficient business runs. I think selling Mope has added that pressure on Undav because mm. Welbeck's day was going to come, right? It was always going to have a blip. Uh, he wasn't going to perform as he was every single game like he has been. So now we're in that situation of maybe Welbeck's just not not falling off as such, but his forms are starting to dip and it's natural, right? I don't know. I just feel like with a, with a team like Forest, um, not you know, it's a chance for Undav really to to have a chance. That's just my opinion anyway. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah so you jump into the Forest. Yeah. Just quickly before we jump on, uh, just I want to talk about the penalty quickly. Um, Beltman. Yeah. On, yeah. On, fair, uh, fair. I actually forgot there was a penalty. Mm. Can't lie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've blocked. I blocked out for our day from my mind. By the yeah. way, so I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember everything oh. that happened. No, just yeah, just quickly the penalty. Um, yeah, uh, Beltman on Tony. I just thought it was clumsy. It was very frustrating. It's done. I just felt like he, he didn't need to do it. He just didn't no. need to do it. <laughs> and I was just, I was so frustrated by it. I was just, was yeah. like, why? Why have you done that? Just let him turn. Because there's so many people, there's so many bodies in the box mm. that, that someone could have put a block in. I think Dunk was right next to him as well. And obviously, Beltman was the one who made the challenge. But it was like, there was a lot of people around him where... He could have had a block team. He might have even got shot off. There's, there's so many different outcomes that could have happened. He was involved. Barring a penalty. He was involved in a lot of stuff, um, Beltman, wasn't he? Like Argy mm, Bargy and yeah, Thomas Frank. Well, Thomas Frank tried to tackle him. And even before yeah. that, like, I think uh, Beltman tr- stood on Tony's foot and had a little yeah. scuffle with Tony there again. He was involved, yeah, he was involved in a lot of action like that. And uh, I guess the, the penalty was kind of coming. He probably was, his head was probably flustered. Tony yeah. was having the better of all of the defence. So yeah. maybe, maybe that it's got just a bit it's frustrating because it's so, as you say, it is silly, especially for someone of Veltman's calibre. But mm. also, I mean, you know, Ivan Tony is, because he's, you know, because he's English, like Harry Kane, he's clever, right? I think that Veltman puts a foot in and, yeah, he's made a meal of it. I think that, I think Brentford were, you know, quite bad for that, to be honest. They, they, were, they were clever in what they did. They broke up the play, which is another way of saying... They spent a good 35 minutes on the floor for the second half, to be fair. It was a very frustrating watch at times, you know, the, the amount of time that was lost because, you know, you, you see it and you just think, you know, when you're on the receiving end of it, when it's Glenn Murray doing it and he dives at the first touch he gets on him, you're like, yeah, well, no, Glenn, you know, this is what the striker's meant for. But when it's against you and they're going down and they're holding their leg and you've got to wait for him to take a throw in and it's just a bit like... Brentford did a really good job for a, a team like Brighton, like we are. We like to play the ball. We like to come forward and put high press in, they were very much, let's not let them even get a chance to play. And every time they did, let's fall to the floor and waste a bit of time. So I think that that was a, the key for Brentford, really. And when they had their chance, they've got the quality in, in Tony and they've got the quality. Yeah, that's the, the right that to is the us. difference. So that's that a perfect conclusion. Yeah. That is the difference between us and them. We yeah. had all those chances, but we didn't have the right person to finish it. Whereas we Brentford did and, and they took their <laughs> We didn't have Ivan Tony, yeah. That's it. the podcast yeah. title. That's the book yeah, I thought. Don't have to worry about that. But yeah, <laughs> just to just to completely round off, actually, just one thing I wanted to mention was Deserby, how he was having a go at Thomas Frank, saying, yeah, that do not touch my players. I loved it, that, I loved it personally. I, yeah. Yeah, I want to hear your Sorry, thoughts on it. Yeah, no, no go on. I, I, tweet, I literally tweeted off Seagull uh, Social straight away. Mm. And I literally, I saw it, I saw him mouth the word. So, it, you know, the whole scuffle happened, obviously, Beltman, Graham Bold, and it was a big, big, big scuffle. And then when they got pulled apart, 
uh, and they both got their yellow cards. Uh, Thomas Frank and uh, Deserby went and shook hands after. But literally, the first thing Deserby said was, mm. "Do uh, do not uh, what was it? Do not so, something. Do not to my players." And I saw him mouth yeah. and I was like, "That's class." I literally got it out. <laughs> of my um, he's like, "Yeah, don't, something like don't touch my players or don't speak to my yeah, players." Yeah, something like don't touch my players. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, don't touch. And he, me, and yeah. Uh, yeah, as he was shaking his hand, I was like, "That's class." Yeah. That's my, like, <laughs> yeah. my gaffer. Um, my gaffer. So, yeah, like, I'm He's not scared it. of a fight as he deserves it. It's yeah, quite funny. I'm all for it. It shows a bit of passion. It shows a bit of, you know, fight for your players. You're backing your players when, when they need yeah. it. Um, I just yeah. I, I think it was definitely more positive. So obviously, I don't want to see him get sent off like every week or, you know, come one of those Italian no. managers who gets you know, sent to the bench yesterday's, you know, team mm. talks from, from the stand. I don't want that. But <laughs> I, I do love the, yeah, yeah. I do love the passion, though. I'm all for passion and, you know, standing up for your players and standing up for what we think is right. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, well. and then no, sorry, I, and then I, I lastly, before Forrest, um, the fans, especially with Mwepu, incredible. Oh yeah, the support class. for Mwepu was amazing. Uh, the, yeah. yeah, the whole the whole away end was incredible. Uh, yeah, just chanting his name for a good like for like twenty minutes at the beginning, didn't it? Flags everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if if you did go, well done because you yeah, absolutely smashed yeah. it. And I'm sure yeah. Mwepu really can't wait appreciate for, it. I can't wait for Forrest. I'm sure he's going to get like an absolutely amazing reception. Um, yeah. really should be like you know pro- I know what one thing that we can always praise the club in is is the tributes and things we always mm. get it spot on with our tributes so yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a touching one it's going to be a heart in your throat sort of thing but um, yeah no it's going to be emotional and absolutely top quality to like literally every fan that came with a, a Zambian flag or something new of the equivalent or even if you were just chanting it's brilliant um, but yeah nice God, and, and Dick Knight as well for God's sake not getting in oh, yeah. <laughs> Paul Barber must have been like, oh, for God's sake, this is not going to look good on Monday. I'm the fucking president of this club. Yeah, I own half the club for fuck's sake. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I think I'm the fucking president of the club. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was so Just to be clear, because I think I did want a bit of... It was fake news, wasn't it, no? It was fake news, yeah. His ticket, yeah, his ticket was It wasn't about anything to do with, like, you know, everyone was talking about the names on tickets and stuff. It was nothing. He just didn't scan, which, yeah, these things happen so, and yeah, then they made a second ticket and then that didn't scan as well and then they, they were like right you can't go to the Brighton kiosk to sort it out and then the oh, people yeah. who turned up to the Brighton kiosk and they were like fucking hell what's Dick Knight doing here screaming about <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Like, it couldn't have happened to a worse person a better person mad. sorry yeah that is mad right. um, but yeah anyway to just move on swiftly to Nottingham Forest tomorrow night should be a, di- a different game actually because Forest uh, not great to be honest um that's putting it lightly they're really not until great. tomorrow um, yeah of course until every tomorrow. time i watch forest this year i think my god is anything gonna happen from this club and i i want them to do well in a weird way because they're they're an upcoming team they're different and different in the premier league but they really haven't done it so far but russell martin not russell martin that's the that's the other, that's the other guy steve cooper. um steve cooper hey, steve. they're pretty much the same manager at this point um <laughs> steve cooper's been offered a new deal till 2025 i believe uh, and it gives me flashback Arteta vibes. It gives me flashback Potter vibes of when Arteta, I think he got a new contract on his third loss in a row and Potter got one like four games in. So maybe, maybe they see something in him, but it's going to be interesting to see if they can get anything out of him on Tuesday. What? Who's going for one? Ben, are you, are you going to be making the trip or, or is it going to... No, I'm, wor- 
I'm working tomorrow night, unfortunately. Well, maybe, maybe fortunately. Otherwise, yeah, would be gone. But yeah, just on the on the on the Cooper thing, though, I respect them giving him the contract after yeah, the horrendous results. 100. percent Like it could be so easy for them to just sack him after signing mm. 24 players for him. Um, it would million they spent right or something quick close so, yeah, to that. Yeah, so much. I silly. think they, um, they signed 22. Of course, it's going to take time. Of course, it's going to take time for everything to gel. Um, I guess some fans were probably expecting them to do a lot better than they are right now, and I guess yeah. most fans are thinking that, but. Yeah, the fact that they've given Steve Cooper another contract, yeah, it's, it's a breath of fresh air because they could have easily just sacked him and gone for some random former manager. Yeah, like most yeah it's going to be an interesting game. I think that, you know, there's there's not too much to pinpoint. Obviously, Jesse Lingard's coming back. Um, not really done it for Forrest like he did at, at West Ham. But no. again, another one to keep an eye on just because against us, it seems to be you know, Dr. Brighton. I don't know if it's going to happen again. Dr. Brighton, that's they, such they a good way of describing it. <laughs> yeah, they haven't They haven't got a win in the last, like, four. They haven't even got a point in the last four games, have they? Uh, I think they've lost every uh, game. They are at the bottom of the table, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Maz, what are you that, thinking for, for tomorrow night? Well, yeah, they've, they've had one point out of uh, 15 potential points. If we're being perfectly frank, right, they are a championship side, let's be real. The way they're playing, they are. They, like, you look through their team, let's be real. You look through their team, apart from Brennan Johnson and arguably maybe Jesse Lingard and Henderson, potentially, they That's are right. pretty bad. Oh, yeah. But they are, they are not great, let's be Declan McKenna in defence. Listen, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> isn't he the music artist? Declan McKenna, yeah, Jesus Christ, that's funny. Mate, their back four <laughs> is Nico Williams, Steve Cook, who's obviously ex Brighton, McKenna, and Toffolo, who's ex Huddersfield. Yeah. I mean, that defense is pretty, pretty average. But anyway, pretty I'm probably jinxed it now, which is always good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 3 0 for us, yeah, 3 0 for us, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're gonna be a clean sheet, and oh, um, but no, no. Uh, like if I'm if I'm thinking about it with my head, uh, it, it, actually no, with my heart, I'm going like we we win like two nil. We win two nil. Comfortable yeah, evening, but mm. my head says it's not going to be as easy as I think. Um, obviously, with our you know recent frustrations, I think that might be a part to play. Um, and mm. Forest obviously looking desperate, desperate for a win or a point because uh, they need to start getting points on the board because otherwise they'll be in trouble. So. It's not going to be as easy, it's not going to be as easy as, as, as we think. If I had to say a result, I'd have to say one nil Brighton. Um, I think it's going to be a low scoring one. I don't think it's going to be a one for the for the, for the neutrals. Especially if we see him do a low block again, like the other teams. Exactly. Have, which we spoke about earlier in the podcast. Oh. Like, that is that is that's that's all I'm worried about really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so ben, what's, what's your Brighton. what's your take on it, Ben? Um, very similar to Mass, To be fair, yeah. With my head, I'm thinking. Yeah, it's not going to be very straightforward. They are, they're due a win, I guess. They're due a good performance. Dr. Brighton could turn up, like you said, Brian. Um, and yeah, maybe they can. Like They will be might be looking at this and thinking it's an opportunity where they can get some points because we are, we're on the back of two losses and two frustrating yeah. games. Um, yeah, I just don't think it's going to be that, that straightforward. They've got good players mm. and it just depends if they can turn up and play. Like If they do play well, then they've got a good enough team to even beat us, I think. And they've got some mm. decent, decent players. Uh, maybe it's too early for Steve Co- Cooper to actually get them going against us, and that's all I can pray for. I don't, but yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to be comfortable. Maybe it's going to be it's maybe one nil. It's going to be a tough game, mate. I think it's going to be tough because obviously the pressure on Deserby as well is 
you know, I know he's not under pressure in a job, but he's he's desperate for a first win, let's be honest. He can come out with his poker face as much as he wants in the media, but I know deep down he'll be thinking he, he really wants to win this game. Not a must yeah. win in terms of in terms of points or but in terms of anything like that, but it's definitely a must win in terms of morale and and for Deserby just to feel like something's going his way, you know. I feel like you know, if not in a forest after that, we've then got, you know, Man City, we've got um someone else as well, big and come it is. Um yeah, we've got City and then Chelsea. Chelsea, that's the one. That should be a This is the one where we need one. three points. Um so we do need this, yeah, we do need this win. It does feel like a bit of a must win as well for the morale of the players as well as the manager and the fans. We've got the we've got the storyline on our side, obviously everyone's coming back for Enoch Mwepu, and I can't wait to give him the tribute that he I'm sure he deserves and Hopefully he's there. I don't know if he will be well enough for that. I don't know what his situation is at the minute. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a tough, tough game. I think their centre forward has potential to give us problems. I can't remember his name, but every time I watch him play, he looks pretty, oh, yeah. pretty well, useful. If I'm honest. Oh, um, when he, when he, uh, that's the one. Yeah, he looks quite useful. I can't lie. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it will be hopefully refreshing after after the pain of the last two games. I, I just want to see us. Play like how we have been, but just create that more clear-cut chance. Maybe a chance for Rendell, maybe a chance for Gilmore. We'll see. But yeah, I don't know what else to say, really. I think... Well, yeah, I'll be interested to see who he replaces, um, who comes in for Lallana, who goes out for Lallana. That's going to be my big big thing. Who does he Mm. usually start uh, instead of Lallana? Um, maybe so, it oh, would be gross, but yeah, maybe it will be gross. Yeah, yeah I think but gross I know, is probably the most likely. I'd say. I know football doesn't work like this, obviously, but we we beat Leicester what five two. Leicester yeah. beat Nottingham yeah. Forest 4-0. 4-0, I know. But it's an East Lindens <laughs> derby, isn't it? So, yeah, and I, mean, I guess you could say it's fired up for it. That was under Potter as well. Yeah, yeah that was under Potter. Oh, yeah, true. But yeah, I guess... Mate, everything's yeah, changed. Yeah, Literally, true. everything's like, changed in three months. <laughs> Nothing we lost 1-0 to Wolves recently because of a penalty. Like, even Wolves obviously break them down. They missed a penalty as well. Yeah, mm. Brennan Johnson missed a penalty, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah you're right. Drew Wolves with Villa. Wolves aren't great, though. Yeah, yeah, Wolves aren't great. Drew on all with Villa, but Villa aren't great. The fact they couldn't even get a win from those two teams. From what I heard about it, was like literally trash v garbage. Like, it was (laughs) better than them. It was just like (laughs) the fact that they were just somehow worse than them. Mm. So that's literally how it worked. So, mate, the the Premier League this year, genuinely, I was only saying this to my dad yesterday. We're looking at a table. The the Premier League is filled with actually like pretty bad teams, to be fair. I mean, if you look at that bottom sort of 10, really. We're better than all of them teams, really. We, we, you know, you watch us against Brentford, and I was watching Villa the other day. I was like, my God, I'm, I'm glad we don't play like this because, yes, yeah, sometimes they had some decent chances, but overall, it is painful to watch. We are better than but, a lot of them. I, I, I agree with what you're saying, right? But then, then it'll be like, well, we lost two 0 to Brentford. We might, yeah, been, but we I mean, we play better. better. You know, what I'm trying to say, you know, what I'm trying to say, like we, we've got the potential to be a lot better. Yeah, hundred percent. We, we, we actually like. I, 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 I tweeted out. I, I said that um, the last three games that I've watched under the Zerbi, I'm not worried. I, I generally, I'm actually, no, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm actually the, the football. The football we put on, the displays of football we put on, I, I think, has mm. been very commendable. Really good performance, especially Liverpool Anfield. Uh, mm. Even against yeah Brentford and Tottenham, we I felt like in big parts of the game we were the better team. Mm. It's just yeah. It's uh, pressure, my own isn't worries, it? It's pressure. Yeah, if we, if we lose against Nottingham Forest, my outlook might change a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I think that might change my outlook a little bit. I might get a little mm. bit worried, a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit shaky. Ooh. Score predictions for me then I'm gonna just say I really, really want us to win this game. I really do. I'm Desperate. gonna say two 0 because Ooh. I really I really want us to go in and win because 
we have to really for the sake of the team's sanity and the manager's sanity and the fan's sanity. Uh, but yeah, go on, Ben. Uh, yeah, I said one. I said one nil. I don't think it'll be a straight. Yeah, you both said one, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, please, just can. I'll oh, just one up for you. Just so one to score two. Yeah, you see, mate. It's, it's a draining podcast to do. I can't lie. It's the first time in a good good six months we've had a podcast. It was a bit flat. I really didn't want to do it. <laughs> I really yeah. didn't want to do it. I, was I know like, you mean. Please. I know you mean. And Sorry for listening to be honest. Fair play for me. Another podcast after Forest. Yeah. For God's sake. I just. I hope we lose that. Oh, we're screwed. Man City away is going to be a bit of fun, though, to be fair. I'm just going to enjoy the day out, yeah, go to a big club, you know. It's the, it's the last one of the big six I've got to do. So I know we're probably going to lose. So I'm just going there to, just for the vibes, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, but, um, for the early vibes. Yeah. Uh, until then, we've got Forest to play. See you tomorrow night. And um, is there anything else to say? Anything else to Thank add? you for... Well, actually, I hope that us Comments talking below. about it has vented your frustrations as well and That's that you're that kind helps. of over. Yeah. No, yeah. Any any uh, comments below? Comments, yeah, comments below. Uh, um, oh, uh, Ivan Tony. We don't have Ivan Tony. Someone like that. Yeah. Uh, do you want us to do no. the emojis? Put an eye emoji, a van emoji, and a toe emoji. Ivan Tony. Okay. Oh no, do Ivan Tony. If that's what you want, if you can, if you can even be bothered to do yeah. that, because I can't. An like, eye, a van, <laughs> and a toe. A toe, and then I a knee. Van, sorry. And the knee, oh, and yeah, yeah. Okay, do that if you want. Yeah. Okay, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also, I won't mention the fan thing. I, I had an idea earlier. I put it in the chat. Uh, yeah. I don't know if both of you saw it, to be fair. I will say it. Don't actually. say it live. Yeah, yeah, don't say it live. Okay, I won't, I won't yeah. say it. I won't yeah. say it live. We'll, we'll, we'll think about it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it for now. Thank you all for watching. Oh, if you haven't if watching, as well, sorry, Ryan, um, I completely forgot. If you haven't watched the Marcus Smith episode, what are you doing? Um, because it was a cracking episode. Yeah, go watch yes, it. it. Yes, it was a horrendous sport of rugby, but it, we made it fun. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I like but yeah, I'm out. sorry if you're still watching. I'm sorry if you're still listening. Thank you for putting up with us for the last 45 minutes. <laughs> and we'll see you after Forest. Peace.